Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. Hope everybody's paying attention today. I have a friend calling in from Texas, and his name is MJ Harris, and he is the CEO of the Amali family. Welcome, MJ. How you doing? I'm good, John. How you doing today? I mean, I think this is the new world of business, how you've kind of taken, you know, a norm and, 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 and made it exponential with your following and character and everything. Tell me a little bit about how that developed. Well, you know, I was working a job like many people um, working in the corporate space. And I was really, really grateful to have my job, really grateful to be able to pay my bills each month. But I will tell you that the idea of doing that particular job forever just didn't feel right for me. Um, I didn't like the idea of having to work for other people. I didn't like the idea of having to ask for time off just if you want to go to the doctor. I didn't like living that life. And um, I was in my 20s and I thought to myself, there's got to be another way. And my grandmother was in the insurance industry. And she said, why don't you try life insurance? Why don't you try selling that? You know, everyone needs life insurance. So you can't go wrong there. And if you don't like it, at least you can make enough money from it to maybe invest in doing something else. And so I did it and I really loved it. And that allowed me to grow a business and also invest in what I was really passionate about, which was I loved doing videos to help people. And so since that was the early days of social media, um, I was able to grow both together I made money from life insurance. I would put money into my platform and that helped me to grow over there, which helped my life insurance business grow. And so it kind of became symbiotic over a while, over time. Well, you are a, uh, somewhat of a character and I think you got to be a character to make this stuff work because I saw <laughs> one video that I showed to my daughter where you're giving dating help. Mm -hmm. What was that? What's what's that all about? Where's that mindset come from to, to help people on that level? Well, you know, for me, when I got into the social media space, I was doing advice just in general across the board, anything having to do with life. My logic was that if 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 I deal with the challenge in this area, then there's got to be at least a couple other million people who deal with the same challenge. And so at the time, you know, this was years ago, I had gone through a breakup and wanted to face the vent about it through as I was talking about it online without giving any personal details about the person. But I was doing it online and that resonated so well. And my sister um, said, you should do more of that. You know, I said, but I'm not a dating expert or anything like that. She says, but your experiences are your experiences and they'll resonate with whoever they resonate with. And fortunately, they've resonated with millions and millions of people. And it's become one of my biggest categories um, to date, which is just giving people very real advice, you know, like just like my book, my book is called Get the F Out of Your Own Way. Um, it's teaching people how to get out of their own way so that they can make better decisions, not just for their dating life, but for themselves. Now, do you have, um, uh, is there a spiritual direction from that? Is there, how, how do you rationalize that, getting the F out of, out of your own way? Well, how I think about getting out of your own way is this, is I think that, you know, for me, I grew up in the church, you know, um, my mother was a pastor, my father ran a fellowship as well. Um, my <laughs> earliest part of my life, I thought I was going to become a pastor too. And so for me, I believe wholeheartedly that we are all born into this earth 
with a clean slate to be able to become the full manifestation of whatever our full potential is. Now, your full potential is different than my full potential and so on. And I think that what stops us and what slows us down is when life happens, the trauma, the drama, the poor choices that happen. And so, you know, for a lot of us, by the time we hit our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, 50s, wherever we in life where we kind of had that wake up call to say, hold on, my life isn't going in the direction that I would like it to go. Usually the solution to that is looking at what alternative choices can you make? So when I say get out of your own way, what I'm saying is to take a real look at yourself and your choices and say, what choices do I need to stop making and what choices do I need to start making so that I can create the kind of life that I desire to live? So, I mean, I always kind of apply my my spirituality to my shows and so forth. I have Native American on both sides of my family, and mm-hmm. I'm a clairsentient. I can feel mm-hmm. things. Think about sensitivities, whether it's light or dark. You know, whatever you take in and you land over here on the dark side, you know, why do you think people just, when they land over here and they carry these things with them, why do they just sit there and just let it sit with them? You know what I mean? Like, why? Does that make any sense? I think it does. Yeah, absolutely. I think that ultimately we all have a desire to make the most of this time that we have here on this earth. And we don't even know how long that is. You know, you think you got 40, 50 more years, but you may not have four more months. And so I think that for folks, you know, when you're sitting there with yourself and you're experiencing life, the challenges and, you know, the trials, the triumphs, whatever it may be, and you're deciding, I want to have a different kind of life than what I'm currently living I think that for some people, their desire to change unleashes a a desire in them to take radical steps to create that change. And I think that that's what creates some of the discomfort for folks of sort of sitting in where they're at. The idea of sitting in where I'm at means I'm content with where I'm at in some people's minds, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so they don't want to sit in. They want to do something to change their life because they want to make the most of whatever time they have left here on this earth. Another thing I talk about is pocket narratives. I think pocket narratives drives people down a certain road. Do you think because of the narratives that are out in society, if they do land on that dark side and they have some issues, they have some trauma, do you think that these narratives in society keep them there? Well, you know, I think the most powerful narrative that affects all of our lives is the narrative that we tell ourselves about ourselves. Because society can tell us anything. You know, I look at myself, you know, I come from predominantly Black community, lower middle class. Um, You know, I am somebody who lives very authentically as myself uh, in every single way, very comfortable as a member of the LGBT community. I am a person where if I listen to the narratives of society, being an author would not be something I'd be doing. Being the head of of a fairly large financial services company would not be what I would be doing. So for me, I've never bought into or really cared about society's narratives about me or what I should be. My most important narrative is the story that I tell myself about myself. And only when that story that I'm telling myself about myself begins to hold me back is when I know that I then need to start changing that story about myself. Because at the end of the day, society's narratives about you will um, change, you know, from day to day. But what matters most is what you say to yourself about yourself. And I'll tell you this, I remember I was um, in New York promoting the book um, earlier this week, and I was at a dinner club and the gentleman sitting beside me, he was a, a older white gentleman, probably in his, I would say in his mid to late sixties. And he sits there and he looks at me and um, he starts the conversation. And as he goes on and on saying, he says, you know, I had a really horrible experience happening to me today. I said, what happened to you? And I don't know this man at all. He was talking. And I said, what happened to you today? He says, I got called a racist. 
And I said, okay. And I said, well, why, why would you call it that? Or why do you believe you were called that? And he explained, you know, he was trying to do some initiative at his job to help increase um, uh, minorities in the workplace and so on. And someone misinterpreted the intentions for his efforts. And he says, you know what the most ironic thing is? I said, what? He says, my wife is black and I got three mixed kids. And so we just had a laugh together. And I said to him, I said, well, is that narrative what you believe about yourself? He said, no. I said, then why does it matter what someone else has to say about you? Mm -hmm. And his face lit up because for that day, he was sitting there at the bar drinking his drinks, you know, kind of numbing himself out because of some narrative he heard that really didn't resonate with the truth of who he is. But once he locked into the fact that the only narrative that matters is the one that you tell yourself about yourself, you literally saw the weight of the world fall off of his shoulders. I think it's the same for all of us. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100% because it goes back to finding thyself, mm -hmm. you know, because I think I think that most people give themselves away, you know, they think about everybody else, they think about this one, think about this, they forget about self, and they don't mm -hmm. really know who self is. Why do you think, why do we not know who self is, or people can't find thyself? You know, because I think we live in a society that that doesn't always promote that level of um, consciousness about ourselves. you know, for a lot of people, you know, this focus on everyone else and what everyone else thinks about us started at a very young age. You know, picture growing up in an environment where you may have had a dysfunctional parent or a narcissistic parent or something like that. That environment can turn you into a people pleaser. It can turn you into someone who's more focused on everyone else more than yourself. It makes you codependent. And so I think for a lot of people, I think that um, life has taken us through experiences that often make us forget who we are or makes us forget to even consider ourselves. And that's actually why I have this tattoo on my wrist. My tattoo is kind of looks weird because I'm twisting it, but it says, put yourself first. It is a constant reminder to myself to put myself first, to think about myself, to consider myself, because in so many parts of my life, that messaging just was not there. I was taught more to consider other people more than myself. And I definitely paid the price many times for that. Well, I want to go even deeper here. And I, I think about a, a preemptive society, you know, with knowledge and so forth. And if you think about the Newtonian theory, Sir Isaac Newton, who we polarized in America, uh, we accepted his theory of relativity and that's behind the curve. That's after the fact, you know, mm. when, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I always say that, you know, we, we feed off what we see, right? So if we feed off what we see, we continue to create opinions and controversy. And it was kind of, if you think about the Newtonian theory, theory of relativity, it was kind of structured through that. We accepted that. And instead of looking at the, I'm not going to get deep in the quantum field, but if you understood the quantum field, if you understand creation, you understand God's creation and you know that road, you can get to an answer quicker, you know? So, I mean, it really speaks to that. And when I talk about we feed off what we see, because if you create a new environment with a new idea and you lead out front, you eliminate opinions and controversy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a quantum That's a quantum field thought process. And then going to what you were saying about programming, science stops at your non-conscious. And if you look at feng shui, which is a big thing right now in the, you know, in the celebrity community and so forth, and you understand feng shui, that's the beginning. Your environment is the beginning. And then you have a non-conscious person that it, science eliminates one-third of your law of attraction. Mm -hmm. So we're eliminating one-third of your law of attraction. We are under a, a Newtonian 
process and then you go through this innate you're made of something whatever if you understand what you're made of mm -hmm. and and before that person comes into the earth and you understand how to how to structure their environment the right way it's going to be a better life so when i say a preemptive society giving people that information even though they still will deal with trauma and those types of things yeah. when they walk through through that programming that's to me that's a big deal and people don't have that information speaking to what you're saying about your book you ever mm -hmm. thought about pushing it to that it's a little deep but you ever thought about something pushing it to that how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We keep a lot of emotions bundled up inside in life, and sometimes we got to talk to people. I witness the benefits with my own two eyes. I have a close friend that was struggling with depression and felt like she had no one she could consistently talk to because of her busy schedule. She was matched with a therapist through BetterHelp. After several months of sessions, I've seen a tremendous change in her personality and in her life. If you're needing therapy and, and want to get some of those things off your chest, it's entirely online and designed to conveniently work around your schedule and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Just fill out a questionnaire and they will align you with the right therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unimpressed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash unimpressed. That level of making people understand how they are programmed, right? Well, you know, uh, within the book, th that is one of the things that I touch on heavily is for people to think about why they think the thoughts that they think to themselves about themselves. How does, how, why are you programmed to be attracted to specific types of partners? People say, oh my God, my type is always this type of woman or this type of man. Why is that? <laughs> because there's a reason why. Why do you respond to anger in the same way? Why do you, um, why do you deal with your children in a certain way? It's really getting people to think about their programming. And that's where, why, why I call it the book, Get Out of Your Own Way, is because at the end of the day, you are the, you are the problem and you are the solution. 
It's your programming and how you think of yourself about yourself that'll create the trials and the triumphs in your life. And the sooner you can lock into that and stop blaming, you know, the mother who wasn't there for you, the father who was an alcoholic, the ex who did this to you, whatever it may be, as soon as you can stop blaming them, because they, they may have had input into it, but ultimately it's you who chooses what program you carry with you, right? It's the, the sooner you are then able to start creating a life that's intentional and actually reflective of what you want rather than what you um are seemingly repeatedly experiencing. I mean, you realize your your rationale is source, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because a lot of people, a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't understand that, or they miss it, or whatever. I, do you do you dive into that a little bit about your lineage and and all that kind of thing? Well, you know, for me, within my within my work, I do talk heavily about the fact that I come from a very spiritual background. Yeah, I come from a Christian community. Uh, although my you know my my belief system, I would say, is very inclusive now. At the end of the day, that foundation of faith of of believing that your thoughts create things that's always there. And I don't think that'll ever change. And um, so I'm very vocal about that. And I think that where the book goes even a step further is it's taking it to say, what are the tactical next steps that you can take in order to create the kind of life that you want? Because, you know, um, I have a nephew who I raise as my son, and he is all about source, all about how does his thoughts create the life that he wants. And one of the things I taught him very young was I would say to him, listen, that's very important, but we also have to combine that with how, what actual actions are you willing to take? If you want better relationships, what does that look like in terms of you changing how you speak to people? Because at the end of the day, we, faith can create a lot of things, but you're going to have to also make some active thoughts and some active steps to be able to make some different approaches. Do you need to work a little bit harder? Do you need to change how you're dealing with some things? So the book really does get into very tactical next steps on once you've got that faith, once you've got that lock, once you're locked into source to be able to say, I can change my life, that now what do you do in terms of how to actually execute that? How do you execute it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, I, I have a, you, you need to translate stuff for me because I have a problem. Sometimes I, I talk about things and I'm like, I go straight to the, the foundation, you know, and a lot of people can't translate, but I think you translate that that message very well. Thank so, you. So, so how do you tie that into you know, this narrative into the financial and insurance side? Well, you know, my belief is this, is they always say that money doesn't buy happiness, but I do believe that it's a really nice down payment on it because at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, um, I want you to try to live a very happy life while you still are dealing with financial anxiety. I want you to try to live a life of a piece, I'm sorry, spiritually or otherwise, but your money situation isn't right. And so to me, I don't teach people about how to get rich or anything like that. Although if you, if you want to be rich, that's certainly fine. You know, I am really all about teaching people that you're placed on this earth as a human being that you are entitled to comfort, that you are entitled to security, that you are entitled to every good thing, and that it is very hard to accomplish having a very nice life without a strong financial foundation in place that at least allows you to know that you can take care of yourself and your family if you have a family um, with confidence and security. So how my work ties into it is that I am really teaching people to understand that if their financial life isn't healthy, it's probably a reflection on some other parts of their life that are not healthy. And 
and that through making themselves healthy in other parts of their life, their financial life will improve. I'll give you an example that a lot of people experience, being a people pleaser. Most people pleasers that I know out there are probably not living at their financial best. What do I mean by that? I remember when I started making um, six figures, I was working as a management consultant in a big firm and I got my first job that was paying six figures. And I thought that I was on top of the world, you know, but that money quickly evaporated because I was a people pleaser. I was always saying yes to different requests that people had of me. I was overspending, trying to impress people and so on. So I think that through having a great relationship with yourself, um, through knowing how to set boundaries, through knowing how to take care of yourself on a spiritual and emotional level, I think you're going to see the benefits in your finances um, in a really amazing way. I feel you because I've helped seven families out of the trailer park. Mm. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you feel like, you know, you want to give all your money away and you don't think about it. But that, that just means you're a good person. But sometimes in this world, you, you can't always be at that level of a good person because there's not too many people out there like that. Yeah, I think here's what I always say is I can be good to you only when I've been good to myself first. Mm-hmm. And so through being good to myself first, for some people that's jarring to say, well, what do you mean? That sounds selfish. No, what I'm saying is I can be a much bigger blessing to the world if my finances are together. If I have nothing to give, I can't help anybody. So making sure that I set boundaries so that I can have enough money to save and invest for myself, making sure that I have proper insurance, making sure that I'm maximizing on my income potential. These are all things that allow me to be good to myself and then have such an overflow that I can then be good to other people. And so that's why I think that when we look at helping people, we have to make sure that we're part of that equation first, because if you keep on pouring from a cup that's not being refilled or you're pouring more from the cup than you're putting in it, then eventually that cup will be empty and you'll have nothing to give. Now, do you do speeches or anything like that? Talking yeah. I do. So before the pandemic, I would, um, I toured a lot, Um, uh, you know, because of, you know, everything happening with that. I actually, when the pandemic hit, I had to end a tour. I'm in the middle of it. And so I've not gone back on the road since then. Uh, But, you know, because of my platforms, you know, I think that between all my pages, we hit about 5 million people. You know, I go on live, I do lots and lots of content to help people. And I am very much so looking forward to going back on the road later this year, just because it's, I love digital content, but it's something special about also being able to see people in person. Now, how do you manage, you know, it sounds like you you got a lot going on. How do you manage your day to day? So um, one of the things that I had to uh, tell myself and really take this in as a parent was that being my best today does not mean that I'm going to be best at everything today. So on today, you know, being my best is making sure that I am able to be, you know, uh, to get a decent amount of sleep and run the insurance business the best that I can. But that may mean that another part of my life gets a bit neglected. So um, the way that I manage things is recognizing that I'm not going to always be incredible at everything, but I can at least do my best. Um, I have a really competent team, which really helps me out. Delegation helps a great deal. I was not always good at that because I always thought I could just do it better. I read, just Let me do it myself. But there's a rule that I have for myself is that if someone else can do it even 70% as good as me, then give it to them. Um, because I would rather have them do it at 70% than me have to do it all myself because if I'm doing all myself, I can't do everything. So, um, you know, I have a really competent team around me and I know how to say no better than anybody else that I know because when I don't say no, it ends up being that I overfunction and I overtask myself and I end up doing poorly at everything. So get the F out of your own way what do you 
what is your goals with the book and what do you expect people to get out of the book? You know, my goal with the book is that I want it to be able to touch as many people as possible. We did it in audio. We did hardcover. We got the digital version because it's a universal message. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter um, what your background is in any way, shape or form, your ethnicity. It doesn't matter. This is a universal message about saying that you are responsible for what happens in your future. It's up to you. And if your life gets bitter or better, it's going to be based on the choices you make. And so this is a book to teach people how to make better choices for their life in every single area. And so my goal is just for that it can touch as many people as possible so that they can start experiencing the kind of life that they desire and deserve to live. And, and where can we find the book? You can find the book um, at pretty much every major retailer. Um, I know it's in stores as well, but um, one easy way to get it is just to go online. Um, they can go to Amazon and get the book or they can go to my page, which is www www.mjharrisspeaks.com. That's mjharrisspeaks.com. So what are we going to expect from MJ in the next next year, next couple of years? So in the next couple of years, you know, I feel like I have worked a, a 40 year career in the last 15 years. So this is one of my first years. I'm actually going to slow down just a little bit after the book promotions are done and do a bit more traveling. And it's really so that I can recharge myself to look at what comes next for me. I want to help so many more people. And I look at what I've done up to this point with very little guidance. There's been no roadmap for me. And so I, I think, what more can I do now that I've actually done this and I got some sense and I got a team? How many more? More people can I impact? So I'm going to take the next couple months just to kind of recharge and build out a roadmap that can allow me to touch even more people. Because I just want as many people as possible that if they're ever laying on their deathbed and have the opportunity to look back on their life, for them to be able to say, wow, I did my best. I did incredible. I made really amazing choices. And if I go tomorrow, I know that I made, I lived a really incredible life. And if I can be a part of helping people to be able to feel that way, that's what I want to do. Well, it sounds like you got about 300 things in your head and you're going, it's going 300 miles an hour, which I love. Yes. <laughs> you get it right in the head. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. Hopefully we touched on everything today. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we get off here? No, I think we touched on everything. It was a great interview. Thank you so much, John. And I just want to encourage people to um, grab the book. It's a great gift for yourself as well as for your kids. And don't be thrown off by the title. I would say anyone who's probably about above the age of 16. It could be um, good for. It's a book that I think can uh, touch just about anyone to help them to get out of their own way so they can start living the life that they desire and deserve. Well, I appreciate it, man. And I uh, love the message. So go get the book. Get the F out of your own way. I think it's a very inspirational book. And like I said, the title, uh, don't look into the title too much because I think you'll definitely be inspired by the book. But I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, this has been MJ Harris, and I am John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Thank you. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.